Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Perhaps there should be a drum roll, but we have a bell. <laughs> We're going to do our things you haven't heard many times already about the election episode. Yeah, we're looking for takeaways from the midterm elections, things that surprised us and things that defy conventional wisdom. And stuff that people haven't said already a thousand times. <laughs> Our show is about fixes. Yeah, how to make the world a better place. How, how do, do we, we fix, fix it? it? How do we fix it? So let's start with topic one, Jim. Election more ordinary than epic. What do you mean? Yeah, right. Everybody thought that this was going to be the most important election of our lifetime. It was going to be a giant blue wave or it was going to be a, a red wave that would obliterate the Democrats. It turned out to be a pretty ordinary midterm election with a mixed muddle of results. I liked what Glenn Reynolds said about it, uh, a former How Do We Fix It guest, and he said it was more a purple puddle than a blue wave. Yeah, I think it's more of a deep red and deep blue election where there were strong gains for the Democrats in the House and in the governor's races, but the Republicans did surprisingly well in the Senate. Right. The loss of some of the moderate Republicans shows that Republicans in purple states are kind of endangered as Democrats were in, in more conservative states. I don't think that's a great trend for the country, but this certainly wasn't some kind of historically out of the box outlier yeah, election. But I have heard people say we're way more divided than we were before. And I will say Except for one thing, and that is that while moderate Republicans did poorly, moderate Democrats actually did very well, especially in many House races and in some governor's races at all. There were cases where moderate Democrats did better than progressives. Topic yes. two. <laughs> the economy is still huge. It's fascinating that the economy is doing so well today. But it's almost as if a lot of people absorb that progress. They kind of took it for granted, and and the strong economy allowed them to then focus on other issues, other concerns. It's a big reason, this strong economy, why there wasn't a blue wave election. Exit polls said, for instance, that more than 40% of voters listed health care as number one. The economy, only 21%. But that's not because people don't care about the economy. It's because the economy's doing pretty well. So most voters aren't very worried about it. Right. And so they didn't mention it as their number one issue. 
I think the Republicans could have, should have done a lot better. And I think the places where they suffered, they suffered partly because of Trump's rhetoric. It was successful at getting out the base in real Trump loyal areas, but it drove away a lot of other people, even for people who maybe share some concern that, yes, we have to enforce our borders. They didn't like to see the issues framed in such an inflammatory way. and Yeah, in a remarkably harsh and incendiary way, yes. Well, I think Trump made voting great again. <laughs> Turnout was the highest in this midterm election than it has been in any time since 1970. So that at least is one positive achievement by the president. Let's go to topic three. The problems for the Republicans. They're now the party of Trump. You know, Richard, you and I were talking about this earlier, and your take is that the president will demand complete loyalty from his party. I think that's right. I don't think anyone's ever really absorbed what it means to have somebody who really is a total narcissist in the White House. Every single issue in his whole life, it's always framed, do they like me or don't like me? Are they with me or not with me? It's very difficult for him or impossible for him to step back and just look at policy or strategy. And that's why Republicans are losing the suburbs. Being associated with Trump is negative for many suburban independent voters and more liberal Republican voters. And also independents. I know we're all supposed to be either red or blue, but there are a lot of independents. And Trump won those independents by 4% in 2016. And according to the exit polling, he lost them by 12% on Tuesday. Right. And it's not his policies. It's his personality. He can take a policy which is actually pretty reasonable or at least debatable and make it toxic. And that's really hurting him. That's a bad trend for the future, even though he thinks that riling up his base is effective, but his base is going to vote for him no matter what. I feel like every time Trump does something like a couple of weeks ago, he tweeted calling Stormy Daniels horse face. When he's crude like that, he alienates a handful more people, and it's, it's cumulative. So over the months, more and more people, women especially, just feel like this guy's – when he acts like a jerk, when he's crude, it's embarrassing. I don't want to be associated with him. And in fact, exit polls showed that women voters in particular were being turned away from the Republicans. Yeah, but – I think some of his supporters love it when he says this stuff because they see him as being the ultimate anti-establishment politician. Right. But I'm saying no matter how uh, vulgar and crude he is. I know, but that's not a but. That's an and. <laughs> that uh, <you laughs> well, know, both yes, but, are true but at the it, same while time. While he's turning off, no, it is a but because he's turning off women. But on the other hand, he's he's boosting his his base support. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but but but. Boosting his base supporters won't be enough in the long run. Next okay. question. Go ahead. We also see some problems looming for Democrats. And Richard, as a loyal uh, – well, you're mostly an independent, but as a, a general yeah, supporter of the lean, Democratic I Party, definitely I want you lean to take towards Democrats. What do you yeah. think the problems are? Well, I think Democrats – have, or at least progressive Democrats, have focused too much on culture and identity. Many Republicans were appalled by what happened during the Kavanaugh hearings. You may not agree with them, but they were genuinely angry. They saw this as a last-minute ambush of their nominee. 
Trump's talk of mob rule may sound outrageous to many, but it does strike a chord with his supporters, and even with some independents. A liberal fury against everything Trump says or does, even when he does make a a coherent argument, for instance over trade with China, may be harming Democrats. Now, Jim, you you heard something interesting that Van Jones, who's a progressive himself, said uh, on CNN during their post-election coverage. He said... All of the key progressives lost their races. Beto O'Rourke in Texas, Andrew Gillum in Florida. In New York, we hear a lot about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, but she's in a district that's never going to vote Republican. So she's she's a shoe in regardless. But a lot of energy was expended on these superstar candidates, millions of dollars, nearly $70 million raised by Beto O'Rourke. And not only did they not win their races, but a lot of the Democrats who did win, a lot of those House seats that flipped, went to pretty moderate Democrats, the kind that supposedly all the progressives want to run out of town. But in fact, they might wind up being the salvation of the party. Yeah, that's one thing that as a as a liberal leaning voter, I'm encouraged by that there really is ideological diversity in the Democratic Party, that it's not just diversity in terms of color and gender, which which are great things, but also viewpoint diversity. There's a real resurgence of the moderate Democratic side as a result of this election. Right. So who would have thought that if you want to be a successful candidate in the Democratic Party, it helps to have been in the military and know how to use a gun and drive a pickup truck. And I think the success of of Joe Manchin in West Virginia was one of the more interesting outcomes of the night. Probably the most conservative Democrat voted to confirm Brett Kavanaugh much to the dismay of all the progressives, but it saved his seat. Finally, on the problems for the Democrats, they really have to find a way to win back at least some votes in rural areas. Rural areas went overwhelmingly for Trump and for the Republicans. Women made major gains, and that's not just about numbers. This time, it might just have been an advantage to be a woman candidate, which is almost shocking to say, because for so long we've known that it was harder for women to raise money and to get attention and to win elections than men. But this was not the case in the 2018 election. Many of the Democrats' biggest and most surprising victories were were scored by women. For instance, uh, and I'm picking out of a hat here because there are many examples, Abigail Spanberger defeated Dave Bratt, who was a Tea Party darling, in what was a deep red district in Virginia. Virginia. Kendra Horn won in Oklahoma's 5th Congressional District. That hasn't been held by a Democrat since 1975. And finally, in Kansas, the moderate Democrat Laura Kelly easily defeated the better-known Republican Chris Kobach in the governor's race. Yeah, of course, you know, there were some key losses for women, too. I mean, some of the more dramatic, Heidi Heitkamp in North Dakota, Claire McCaskill from Michigan, and in the House, one that was... But, Jim, not because they're women. I mean, for instance, Joe Donnelly in Indiana in the Senate race lost by a similar margin. It's our post-election fix-it show. I'm Richard Davies. And I'm Jim Meggs. It's How Do We Fix It? If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, let's do a kind of a, some quick takes. Number one, worries about money and politics are over for now. If I told you a couple of years ago that a hedge fund billionaire poured $120 million into the midterm elections, most people would be outraged, and except this year when left-wing hedge fund billionaire Tom Steyer from California poured $120 million into the midterms for candidates like O'Rourke and others. Nobody batted an eyelash. I agree. Dark money is not as big a problem as I once thought it was. I wish there was a bit more sunlight around dark money that we knew exactly where these campaigns were being funded. And you do have the Koch brothers and others on the right. But in almost every prominent race for the Senate and the House this time, Democrats had plenty of money and in most cases outraised Republicans. Trade. Did Trump's trade war actually hurt him? Now, I haven't seen anybody really dig into the numbers here. You're not seeing this as a national issue, but in a lot of, of Trump voting states, they also do a lot of manufacturing and a lot of farming. These are industries that are really being hit by the trade war. Any business that requires using steel or aluminum, a lot of farm exports are really being threatened. And I would bet you in places like Michigan and Pennsylvania, a lot of Republican voters or, or centrist voters – Either they're in a business or they know someone whose business is all of a sudden being challenged. So even though the economy is doing well overall, certain people are being hurt. And I wouldn't be surprised if some of them are having second thoughts about this aspect of the, the Trump revolution and quietly deciding to go in a different direction. Gerrymandering is still a major problem. Democrats won a modest majority in the House, but if the seats had been fairly drawn, it would have been a landslide. I mean, Democrats had a popular vote margin of nearly 8% overall in House races. That's a lot. Yeah. Hey, wait, wait. I got to push back on this one. Don't hold oh, that on. bill. <laughs> I, I didn't push back against you on the, on the trade thing. You said these were quick takes. Yeah. Come on, Jim. Let's go. Come on, Jim. Let's go. 
The war over Obamacare is over. Just as Washington Post, Megan McArdle predicted on our podcast, geez, it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Once you put a program that big into effect and people get used to it and depend on it, it's really, really hard to get the toothpaste back in the tube, even though when Trump was elected, a lot of Republicans were still angry about how Obamacare was passed, how it was pushing up their insurance costs. Nonetheless, people are afraid of it being dismantled. They're afraid of change. This thing is a done deal. Removing pre-existing conditions is a, is a third rail in American politics. Even conservative Republicans were campaigning. I'm like, I, I'm going to protect your, you know, your right to, to insurance with pre-existing <laughs> conditions. Yeah, that one's done. Abortion opponents are strengthened, and especially in races in Missouri, North Dakota, and Indiana, where strong opponents of abortion replace Democratic senators. That could mean a further weakening of protections that were put in place in the Roe versus Wade decision. Trump is half right about the media. Not that they're too mean to him, although sometimes they are, but I think a lot of times he, he's asking for it. But the the mainstream media's interest in races is highly conditional on how much they're excited about the candidate and agree with the candidate. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Who is John James? Who is John James? That's a pretty bland name. John James is a West Point graduate. <laughs> okay. Combat yeah. veteran, MBA, and business leader in Michigan who ran a really interesting campaign against Senator Debbie Stabenow. Kind of came out of nowhere. He was getting surprisingly close. Who does that remind you of? It's the mirror image of the Beto O'Rourke story. I don't think the people in the media think they're being biased or trying to hurt certain candidates, but they're just not interested in stories of people like John James. Celebrity endorsements are not worth nearly as much as one might expect. Taylor Swift's endorsement of Phil Bredesen in Tennessee is one example. It may well have hurt him. And the bottom line is celebrities backfired, but pragmatic candidates with deep local roots and strong biographies, links to their constituency, they did well. Uh, one final thought on this whole celebrity thing. It's kind of just a little bit off message, but... Uh, Candidates with viral videos may have attracted a great deal of media attention, but there's no evidence that they did any better than, than people who ran more traditional campaigns. Yeah, you know, it might we might be seeing a backlash against campaigns that are more oriented towards getting media coverage and contributions from people in New York and San Francisco. If you're running in Texas, maybe you ought to be focused a little bit more on Texas. <laughs> okay. I got one more. I so, got one more. Okay, one more. I'm not going to give you a bell. Just do it. A lot of progressives are starting to have doubts about the Constitution, but we're starting to see a number of thinkers, including Ezra Klein at Vox, arguing that we ought to be looking at the Senate as if it's a popular vote. So if the number of senators you know, who have the majority had fewer votes overall than the ones who are in the minority, there's something – there's a crisis there. There's a, um, a what he calls a legitimacy crisis that Congress, the Senate, they're not legitimate. I think that's a very dangerous idea. Senators, it, 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 may be, it may be dangerous, but it's really hard to change the Constitution, and that's not going anywhere. Okay, I, I just can't wait to do this. Yes, and move on, because I'm going to have a rant now, which is, we're, we're on the next section, the next to last section, which is, what's next? And 
I got to say, I read something today, which I loved. This is by a guy who calls himself, or maybe it's a woman who calls herself the lazy aphorist. And it's a column about small solutions and saying that it's long past time to stop bickering about ideological deadlocks and partisan grievances and instead focus on real material changes that we can make right now to improve our countries. So if we can't agree on solving some big problems, what about some smaller problems? And on this list, bipartisan legislation to clear hurdles for cheap, widely available telemedicine is one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Clean up congressional ethics laws is another one. Put an end to policies that are almost designed to lead people into a debt spiral. Help deflate the rental crisis and fund new housing by eliminating the mortgage interest tax deduction for second homes. Well, Trump already already, uh, went a long way in the the tax bill uh, on that one. Somewhat, somewhat, yeah. Uh, expand on successful models for providing rural health care. There are a whole bunch of little things here. New approaches to the student debt crisis, which is way out of control. I definitely think we should be looking at some ways where, where Congress can not just investigate, but legislate. So let's hope something like that can happen here. I think we're in a more polarized time, so we'll see. But we'll keep pushing and do some shows on some of the specific solutions that, that need to be looked at. Finally, what encourages you and discourages you the most? I'll start. Encouraging. High turnout. Checks and balances. Women making progress. And the defeat of Chris Kobach, who I particularly despise, in Kansas. (laughs) And the bad? And the bad? Trump's incendiary, and I would argue even racist rhetoric, that fired up a surprisingly large number of voters— That's depressing to me. He's the most divisive president of our lifetime, and he's done a great deal of damage to how we talk about politics. That's that's the really bad. Okay, for me, the good. It's nice to be reminded that democracy works. If you don't like the president, what he's doing, his party, get out and vote and vote your people in. And that worked in a lot of the country for the people who really disagree with with Trump and his policies. And they'll be able to hold Trump's feet to the fire in the House. Okay, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire, Jim. Bad. What what discouraged you? Um, The bad is we did not see uh, too many positive signs that point to reducing the polarization in our country, especially the loss of the more moderate Republicans, I think is is kind of uh, depressing. And the tendency for people on the farther on the left to think that any time the votes don't go entirely the way they want, that they need to start um, charging that the system is somehow uh, invalid um, is or not legitimate, I think is that is an alarming trend. And, and I think we need to remind people of what the Constitution is, why it's important, why it works, and have a little faith that it will keep working if we don't toss it in the ash can of history. That's our show. It's How Do We Fix It? I'm Richard Davis. I'm Jim Meggs. And thanks for listening. Our producer is Miranda Schaefer. And this is a production of Davies Content. We make digital audio for companies and nonprofits. Check us out at DaviesContent.com. And if you're listening to this via iTunes or Google Podcasts, then please rate and review us. It really helps our visibility. Thanks for listening. 
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.